God, is, he has a mission for all of us. There's no time for any of us to turn around or to stop. Yeah. Because the, the call is so great. Yes, it is. It is so great. But God has called each of us to play a part. That's why that's why I believe that City Reach is, is a portion of just, you know, helping, uh, you know, believers to help believers to reach the gospel, uh, to reach the city with the gospel, or churches to help churches to reach our city with the gospel. And there's so many ways that we can do that. And it, and it is done, you know, together. Welcome to this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler. Glad to have you along today as we welcome a longtime friend of mine, Sean Abram. And really a special treat today, he brought his wife, Mary. Amen. Really, is the best part of the Abram home. <laughs> That's right. And the best I kept agree. secret. I mean, she's the engine behind what keeps this thing yes, running. Yes, yes, yes. And Mary, it's good to have you on, oh, too. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> Sean, you and I first met when you were a student in seminary. Yes. I think you grew up in Memphis. Is that right? I grew up in South Haven, Mississippi, so in the Mid-South area. Okay. And moved to Memphis about 10 years ago. But Mary, she was born and, and raised into about the sixth grade in Memphis. Lived in the Parkway Village area until I was 11. And Did our you? parents moved to South Haven. And that's the same year I met Sean. We were 11 years old when we met. I didn't know that story. Yeah. <laughs> they moved because her sister saw someone shot right next to her while she was at school. So that's why they moved out of the community down the yeah, South Haven. Yeah, my parents were just, you know, trying to... Move to a better neighborhood, which a lot of people do. You know, when you were in Parkway Village area, of course, when I was a kid, that was like the place to go. Sundays, Al's Golf Haven was the hangout. Yeah. Was Al's there when you were? I don't remember it being there anymore. So it was 80s into the early 90s that I was there. And I don't remember it being there at all. That had already been taken down because I guess that was right before they started building the big mall of Memphis. I Got remember that, property. that going on, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever ice skate over there? We the- did, did the ice skating, and then there's the Piggly Wiggly there on Perkins that I remember a lot. Yeah, we would just... Where Did you go to church out there, too? Well, actually, I grew up in a Catholic home. Church involved going on Easter and Christmas for us. It wasn't really a major, major part of my life. Well, where was this turning point for you, Mary, when you discovered what Christ personally did for you on the cross and how you identified with what he did for you? Being with Sean, we got together when we were 18, and uh, when Sean was 21, that's when he accepted the Lord and was saved, and I just saw radical transformation through his life, and that was something that I supported, but also kept a distance from, because it was something I wasn't used to growing up. We were together three years by then. We got together at 18, so... So you were both 11 years old when you first met. Right. Got to know this, Mary. Where were you at (laughs) when you first saw Sean? I remember Sean on the playground. In sixth grade at our elementary school. We were just together out there during recess. So was it about the way he was, like, bouncing the ball? <laughs> was he, you know, climbing a tree? Was it? <laughs> well, that happened my senior year. I mean, I always was great friends with Sean. Yeah, we, we played basketball. Mm-hmm. We both played basketball for South Haven High School. So we were both Chargers, same grade. Um, my dad put up a basketball goal, and we had mutual friends that lived on my street, and we just played all all the time, all summers long, night and day. I really started liking him when I was a senior in high school. I was just attracted to really how tall he was because I'm almost <laughs> six feet tall. He's tall. And you just, I, there five. wasn't very many boys taller than me then. And then he was just a great guy. And that was 18. But when he accepted the Lord, tw- like I said, 21. And I just saw him transform his life. Sean started making wiser choices and 
just doing things that were to me out of the ordinary, but now are something that I, you know I, I understand because I, I accepted him at 24. We got married at 23, and Sean was taking evangelism explosion at Bellevue just to further his faith and learn how to share the gospel. And he would go over that with me to help him study. And at one point, you know, that question, you were standing before God, and he asked you, why should I let you into my heaven? Why should I let you into heaven? You know, I always thought, you know, I do good things. I'm, I'm a good person. My good outweighs my bad. And he also used an illustration about an airplane. You can believe an airplane's flying in the sky, but it's another thing to trust the airplane with your life, the way you trust Jesus. And he just asked me, have I ever really accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior? And I couldn't honestly say yes up until that point. So I did. And I was eight months pregnant with our first daughter, Michaela. So at eight months pregnant with her, I was 24 is when I accepted the Lord. Very nervous about being baptized. I could play ball all day in front of people, but I didn't like going public and th- and talking and public speaking. So being him being called to preach the first year of our marriage was very scary. But the Lord has worked that out for me. And, and now I, he's drug you on the radio right, station. There you go. Giving me the confidence. So I was baptized um, after our second, well, the year before my second child was born. So the following year I was baptized. God's had me on a fast-forward roller coaster ever since. So. You mentioned mm-hmm. Michaela, and she's the oldest. Right. Is she a junior? She's actually the a first, ninth grader. She's a ninth? Yes. To look at her, she's six feet tall. Well, so. <laughs> not just because of her size. She's incredible with video and the things she does. Yes, yes. she is. Okay, so Michaela's the oldest. She's in ninth grade. and then I have Isaac, who will be 13 next month, so almost 13, um, 11-year-old Grace, and 9-year-old David. Wow. So there's never a boring moment no. in the Abram never. home at all. Okay. Never, never, never. Except, you know, coming out of the kid's mouth. And I'm like, are you really bored? Because I can find you something to do. So This family also has their own YouTube channel called Life in the Hamp. That's yes. it, Life in the Hamp. And we're talking about Bing Hampton, which is one of the communities close to the Midtown area, east of the Memphis Zoo, East Parkway in that area. We've got uh, Life in the Hamp with the Abrams. That's H-A-M-P. Yeah, H-A-M-P. Go to that. And you're going to see these kids. You're going to see some incredible videos. They have so much fun. I'm a subscriber, so I get to keep up with you guys you know, on that. So I encourage our other friends watching on my YouTube channel right now to go and check that out. You know, Sean, what Mary was saying about growing up, Parkway Village, family went to church, but she didn't really have a relationship with Christ, living life, going to school, and doing things with her parents and family, you know. And, of course, you guys were hanging out. But you had an opportunity to influence her because of your love for Christ, as being a Christ follower. And that's really what we want to talk about today. It's kind of the foundation. It's ironic that we kind of started off Amen. that way, because that's really <laughs> the foundation of what we want to talk about today, yes. called City Reach. You guys are pastoring the Binghampton Community Church, some incredible ministry opportunities. We've, we've had some of your members on telling just heartbreaking stories of transformation and Things that have happened one of your members, her son, she had been mm-hmm. praying for her son that was addicted to drugs and living a life of crime. He shows up one Sunday unexpectedly, comes and talks to you after the service, gives his life to Christ. The very next day, mm. he's shot, killed across the street from the church. Mm. Yes. And so, I mean, you guys got some challenges, some blessings, and they're all mixed there together. But God's up to some great things. Yes, he really is. And he's showing us uh, each and every day his face. And, and this is what we've grown to understand in 10 years in Binghamton. When it comes down to that it's Christ within us, it's the only way to live life. That's the only way that you can do it day in, day out, day in, day out. 
you know, seeing some of the brokenness that we see each day, but it's Christ within us. It's the encouragement when we see him and we see God moving in a mighty way in our community, but also all over our city, but then also over the state. I believe that God is, he's always up to something, but I can see it. And that's what City Reach is all about. It really is not just in our community, but it's across the entire state of Tennessee of churches coming together, partnering for the purpose of getting to know each other, working together, because we are the body of Christ. We have a tendency sometimes to let the physical walls of the church to divide us and keep us in our own little world. But God has this bigger picture of the church, this universal body of Christ. Across the state of Tennessee, we have our brothers and sisters in Christ and churches that the city reaches designed for us to partner together and see the gospel come to every person right here in our community. Yeah, and it goes back to the, uh, just John 17. I want to read that. John 17, 21. We'll start at verse 20. I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I and them and you and me, that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you love me. So it's the call of the church to unify and to move forward together. This is the way God has designed kingdom work so that we're all on the same team. We're working together for one goal and one cause. And City Reach is a part of that unifying churches to help churches to reach every home with the gospel. And that's really the mandate of Christ, to go into all the world, preach the gospel. The church has been doing now for well over 2,000 years, and we've seen followers from every nation. That's our desire. Okay, so you guys, Mary, I believe have been given recently this position of coordinator. So you guys are actually coordinating city reach for this area. Is that correct? That's correct. We were brought on by the Mid-South Baptist Association to facilitate Mission 901, which is a ministry that helps uh, recruit and facilitate mission teams in our area, helps find projects, places to stay, uh, things for them, ways for them to serve. But City Reach is the goal through the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board for 2019 and 2020. Memphis is the target city for this purpose. Partner churches together to bring teams to Memphis to share the gospel all over the state, but we'll take them from wherever. It doesn't have to be the state of Tennessee. It can be whoever wants to come to reach our city. Yeah, because we've got listeners right now. As you mentioned, you grew up in South Haven. Yes. We've got listeners, of course, North Mississippi, Arkansas, Boot Hill, Missouri. I even had a caller one time from Longview, Texas. So if you're down in Texas listening, (laughs) come on up here to Memphis. We can use your help. So really, City Reach has organized some projects. We've got a list of them right here. These projects will be, some will be ongoing and some will be targeted for specific periods of the year. I'm looking right now, there's quite a few summer, obviously because kids are out of school. Right, Mm -hmm. right. Lots of our community centers provide daycare for children. And through that, there's opportunities to go in. You can read to them. You can help serve lunch. You can do all kinds of projects with them, put on sports camps. But those kids are there every day from like 8 to 4 And all our community centers are full of these kids, and a lot of our ministries have connections with those community centers. So, yes, there's a lot of that going on during the summer. As I mentioned, some of the uh, ongoing-type projects, here's one, for example, a church runs a thrift store that supports 15 ministries. The church needs help going through donated items, tearing down a wall in the store, going to pick up items, and teams will have an opportunity to serve with some of their ministries that they serve as well. 
So really, you're given definitely specifics. We mentioned youth, but I mean, we might have some grandmas out there right. that can sort through clothes at a thrift store. Oh, yeah. Um, that that particular project is um, through the Helping People God's Way thrift store. These This couple, Keith and Carol Chikalis, actually go to High Point. They run that thrift store, and they give so much of what they make away to, I think now it's up to 15 ministries, yeah, one of them being us. ours. And wow. they just are just on fire for the Lord, love giving, and just God keeps blessing them with this overflow of, of things, and they need all types of help sorting. They need, uh, you know, like it said, but uh, you know, moving the wall out of the way to give them more room, and anybody can do that. It doesn't matter your age or or whatever there's 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 projects for any age group yeah and especially even with, i think we're gonna do a, there's a senior expo that's coming up yes uh just just talking with our uh elderly saints the importance that they play within the the strategy that god has called all of us to accomplish which is to reach you know our city but also our state but also our you know our world for the cause of christ so it, it could be our prayer driving Prayer is, is is vital. God through prayer is is vital in the movement of what He's doing within our lives. So you know, no matter how old you are, young or old, uh, when it comes down to uh, you know prayer and, and depending upon God and helping to guide and, and and just love on people, you know, God is He has a mission for all of us. There's no time for any of us to turn around or to stop. Yeah. Because the the call is so great, yes, it is. It is so great, but God has called each of us to play a part. That's why that's why I believe that City Reaches is a portion of just you know helping uh, you know believers to help believers to reach the gospel, uh, to reach the city with the gospel. Our churches to help churches to reach our city with the gospel, and there's so many ways that we can do that, and it, and it is done you know together yes. with a heart with a heart that that's patterned after God. We mentioned the call is great, and it is. And I was just thinking about that verse. I think it's in Hebrews. It says, let us lay aside the things that entangle us and weigh us down. Boy, it's just kind of convicting in my own life because I see, you know, it's so easy to get entangled and caught up in my own affairs and my own life. And remember, as a Christ follower, I have a higher calling. You look at the scriptures when you read about Paul you know, taking beatings and going without food and shipwrecks. And you, you read a list of things that he went through mm-hmm. for the cause of the gospel. Guys, we don't even come close to any of those things for the most part here in Memphis, Tennessee. Maybe some ridicule from somebody right. for talking about Jesus. People don't want to hear that. We don't really pay that kind of cost, you know. And so, I mean, that's really kind of convicting to think about God does have this call on us. And we need to need to answer it, and that's it, and that's just, and that's sitting at his feet each and every day, hearing what's on you know God's heart, and then doing uh, what what's on His heart, and giving that offering like the offering of Abel, or instead of the offering that that Cain gave, like Cain gave what he thought, but Abel gave what God wanted. So sitting at his feet yeah. to give God what what He wants, which is us, our lives, our relationship, and but then also doing it together. Together is, is is what he's saying. Kingdom work. We're all on the same team. Yes. Unified together. So it's a humbling of of who we are as he gives us strength because it's by his power, but it's through a relationship with him. Yes. And and we love him and then we love our neighbors and, and we get people involved and we walk this thing out together. Wow. Mary, I kind of was curious for you. You, you mentioned earlier that Sean's kind of just drug you a lot of places <laughs> in a good sense. I mean, Amen. this has been a journey that started. You were talking about how fast it's been. Oh, yes. 
Did you ever imagine that you would be living in the neighborhood of Binghampton community in Memphis doing ministry the way you are? We hear sometimes on the news about crime in the community, places a lot of times people want to avoid. I mean, you've set your home up there. You're raising your kids there. Hmm. Yeah. Well, when I say Sean's drugging me around, I fully, I, I say that in a joking way. No, I know, I know you, it's mm-hmm. totally led by the Lord, and yes. he has confirmed that so many times in just my experience in being Hampton. I wouldn't want to trade it for anything, and I don't want to be anywhere else but where he wants us to be. So with that being said, I'm trusting him to keep me safe in that community. Now, would I ever, did I ever think I would be serving in a community like that? No. I can remember, you know, a couple weeks before Sean told me that he felt that the Lord was calling us to live there, I said, um, I was talking to my friends watching the news. I said, I will never live in Memphis again. <laughs> I mean, that's just me, a mom with babies on my lap, and I think I was pregnant with a child. And, you know, the, that's what I thought is I need to stay in the safest place, you know, around and stay here never take my kids there but that's kind of the opposite of what jesus calls us to do he calls us to go out and um you know beyond our jerusalem and reach people you know even some of the hardest people to reach but i mean and you can't reach them unless you're there yeah you're being a light among them Mary, mary you just said something that god has confirmed to you over and over again can you give us some examples of that, how he's confirmed those things? Well, provision. You know, when we left um, South Haven, we didn't have much money or, you know, m- very many plans. We just knew God was calling us there. And I tell you, ever since we've been there, he has been providing for us. He, is, he has provided everything we need, and we're just incredibly grateful for that. But not only that, the miracles I've get to see in transformations in people. Um, you know, we've seen prostitutes come to the Lord and who are now, you know, eight years clean, you know, visiting our church when we have a women's event and telling telling them how the Lord rescued them and how he used us to help do that. Um, we've seen families uh, mended. We've seen moms, you know, get up and say that I'm going to trust the Lord and I'm going to, you know, wait till I'm married and keep my purity, just do awesome things for the Lord. Like right now, the, the lady we had on the last broadcast, Carol Brown, she texted me this morning, and she asked, could she be at the church at 12 o'clock today to pray? Because we have prayer every day from 12 to 1. So she wants to walk up there and be there to pray. And and just mir- little miracles like that that people don't see as miracles. And sometimes being in a community like ours, it can get very discouraging. But God keeps showing us glimpses of how he's miraculously changing people and changing lives. So and that, even with my kids. They get to see a lot of why we're there. Yeah, it's tough and it's hard in some some cases, but it's very clear to them why Jesus would have us there. They get to see us being used, and them as well, to reach people all over. That's so. pretty powerful, Sean, Amen. when you think about your kids are now seeing you do life in Jesus, where he's called you and being faithful there. You know, like I said, it's not always easy. Right. You know that you're where you're supposed to be. Yeah, and that's what they're that's what they're seeing, when he, especially when she's talking about provision, because you know— we just went full time again in there and, uh, you know, in uh, the community. So there we're talking with them. We're, we're letting them know that when we first started, we didn't have enough money to make it through the first month. <laughs> yeah. All right. But see, God, he already he, he knew. <laughs> and then we've been letting him know that he's been doing the same thing again and again. So they're seeing it firsthand. Yes. So they're reading about it, but they're also seeing 
what ministry is all about. They, they're seeing the brokenness, you know, because when we first moved there, it was 10 years ago. My oldest was four. So that's kind of all they know. You know, they grew up in the neighborhood, but they're they're seeing brokenness. But they're also seeing how God can redeem situations. They're, they're seeing our frustrations because we know we get frustrated in the community as well. But even through that, they're, they're seeing us, you know, turn and say, no, what's important? What's, you know, uh, how can we continue to move forward? So they're living it alongside of us, how to balance, you know, uh, a lot of discouragement, but also to see, you know, God within that discouragement. But then, but just, the, excuse me, how, how God is honored and glorified through it all. So they're, they're seeing it. Yes. Yes, they are seeing it. Well, of course, City Reach Memphis is it kicks off really this year now in 29, Memphis, yeah. in Memphis. Yeah. and I guess it'll move across the eastern part of the state as this thing progresses. Yeah, it started in the east, so it started in the, uh, Knoxville uh, four years ago. Or twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen was Knoxville, Knoxville. okay, and twenty eight twenty eighteen and nineteen is Nashville. So Nashville is a target city as well as Memphis this year. Yes. Uh, next year in twenty and twenty one is Memphis and Chattanooga. And then it'll be Chattanooga to Clarksville. Okay. So, so there's two-year uh, increments, but 2019 and 2020 is uh, Memphis. Okay. Now, there's some meetings, I believe, too, if folks can participate and come to uh, informational meeting. There's one for, I think, just pastors across the state coming together in February. Is that right? Yeah. February 5th, we're actually given a vision tour, which um, you will be able to take a tour of. So this isn't just pastors? No. I mean, if you're a if you're a student pastor, if anybody Peter. from your church, just, it's just coming out and coming to see where you can serve. And and, and I want to let you know with City Reach uh, and through Mission 901, we have partnered with four churches here in the city of Memphis. Uh, the Monument of Love in Orange Mound, the Dwelling Place in Raleigh, Lee Wood Baptist Church off of Macon, close to us, and then First Baptist Fisherville. And these four locations will be able to house teams and also use teams. So you'll be able to set up, you know, you're sleeping there. You'll be able to use the kitchen there, and they'll be able to help um, host you to be able to serve in the community. So you'll definitely see those with four other locations. churches, with other churches right. also. And right. so, but this vision tour coming up on February fifth. Now, where will folks get information? How to attend that? Is it at your church, or where is the vision meeting going to be at? The vision tour is going to start at First Baptist Fisherville. Okay. It starts around eight thirty. You want to arrive, but if that's something you want to do, be sure to contact. Uh, the Mid South Baptist Association. Okay, is that um, the number here on the card? Yeah, right there on the card. Which is nine zero one three seven three sixty one sixty one. Yes, nine zero one three seven three sixty one sixty one. Okay. And if that's something you want to do, please sign up and let us know because we'd love to serve you some delicious Memphis barbecue for lunch, and um, and just know how many are coming. So we we want to be able to provide transportation for everybody too. But you'll be able to tour six of our local churches. Um, hear the from the pastors, tour their facilities, their area. and just see if the Lord is tugging on your heart saying, hey, I do want to serve here, and this is what that'll look like. And you'll be able to ride along with us and hear about our experiences as well. So um, we'd love to have anyone that's interested to come out. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be in a title in, in your ministry. Just if you're planning a mission trip, come on. Sean, if you can't attend that meeting coming up on February 5th, but you still want to be involved, is there a website to go to or information you can get? Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, you can go to um, uh, the Mission 901 Facebook page, but also email me at mission901 at midsouthbaptist.com. 
and um, we will get you any information you need about trips um, and what it looks like coming to Memphis. And we're just asking everybody to just get in on what God is doing because God is doing something. God is calling us to do something because when you see the brokenness and you see the hurt, you can't you know, not do something. God has called all of us to do something. We need to do it together. So, Yeah, doing it together. Amen. City Reach. Okay, now there is a website, too, across the state. As we mentioned, we got the Mid-South Baptist Association, but I was also going to mention uh, City Reach, where yes. uh, you can get information. You can actually download these projects, if you'd like to look at those, that's available on, on the, the website. Is that through the Tennessee Baptist Missions? Board, I'm, yes. The board? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to look at the, the, I was board. trying to look at the, the website to make sure I got the right website for that information, and I don't have it with me. I think you could probably – I just Googled City Reach. Yeah, if you Google City Reach, the TBMB, it will show you. Anything else that we need to know about? There's another thing we, we just kind of kind of just mentioned briefly in April, I believe. This is uh, the Call to Missions conference that uh, we're going to do a breakout session there about City Reach so they can come to that and learn. But then there's also other – uh, you know, uh, opportunities for them to hear about what about missions and what God is doing and how they can participate because it is a call, you know, a call to missions for all of us for all of us to be a part of what God is doing. Sounds. That's April 29th at Faith Baptist. It'll be from 4:30 to 8:30. Okay, April, so, Faith Baptist, April 29th, 4:30 to 8:30. Yes, and it's the it's a lot of people call it C2M, so call to missions. Uh, conference. We'd love to have you guys come out and just yeah. hear about how, because you know how you can use a team. Because our our job is to you know help help your church hear about how they can um, use a mission team, but also use an individual how you can reach your neighbors. Yeah, of course. The C two M conference is an annual thing. Yes, and it's great. That's in April. We'll get back together and do another Amen. show Sounds on that. Good. Abrams, God bless you. Thank, Thank you, you for what you both, your whole family's doing for Christ's kingdom yes. and the Binghampton community. And above now is the coordinators with City Reach, connecting with the entire state of Tennessee for the gospel's sake. Yes. Amen. Glory be to God. And I just wanted to, to put this out there also as you, you know, just pray as you drive, pray through your city. Look at your city. You know, some of these places, you know, within your city, stop, you know, eat lunch, talk to the people, you know, and your your heart will begin to grow you know, just to, to, to be a part of what God is doing. So always keep your eyes open looking for God. Within. Have you guys heard of the Red Snapper restaurant in, off of Frazier Boulevard? We haven't. I just picked it up on Instagram, and it's out on, in Frazier, and I, I want to go there. They said they've got just fresh food, and it looks so good on the pictures I saw. Let's do we it together, to brother. Yeah, yeah, I thought, because you're talking about visiting local, you know, yes. and yes. so in our community. Wow. Hey, thanks again, friends. That's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Byron Tyler, back just before the music trails out. Today's show is available at botradionetwork.com under our Memphis page. Make sure you type your zip code. Now, this will direct you to the local page. Then when you're at our site, then look for Mid-South Viewpoint Radio Show under the weekday program schedule. You can listen to today's show and previous shows from the past. Programs are also available on iTunes and Stitcher podcast, as well as my YouTube channel. Thanks so much for listening to Bot Radio Network here in Memphis.